Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel A. Rex here. We are going to be looking at the overall energies for the week of Halloween. I almost want to choose a spooky song to play here, but it's Halloween. It's Halloween. We're looking at the week of October 31st to November 6th. We are in the middle of it, y'all. This is so deep. We are so deep in some of the most challenging but rewarding energy of 2022. This is really an apex moment that we're living in. So if your life feels like it is at some sort of apex or turning point or heightened moment or state, this is it. You're riding the wave. You're with it. You're feeling the overall energies as above, so below. The stars are impacting us. We are impacting the stars. I wanted to, you know, we'll go day by day, but I also wanted to just talk about the ground rules for Mars going retrograde because that's what's happening on Monday. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is going to be such a journey. Uh, yeah, this is going to be such a journey for us collectively, but it's it's good. And what I mean by good is that this is a lot of medicine. So this is going to be really healing for folks if we follow some of these guidelines that I'm going to present. And hopefully that helps us come into this week with a little bit of grace. Now, when planets station, which means that they appear to be still in the sky, and this is when they are often at their most, they're their most impactful when they station, because it's like, imagine, you know, a, a dancer taking a pause in the middle of a dance to then switch into a different mode. That's a moment that you remember when you're watching the dance. You're like, whoa, okay, that's a transition moment. Full stop and then move. Anything that's in motion, any object that's in motion, when it hits something or stops and then goes back into motion, it's very much like a, you, you, you pay attention to these pivot moments in life in general. And so when a planet stops and then moves in the opposite direction or appears to move in the opposite direction from the perspective of Earth, we pay attention. Whether we're conscious of it or not, whether we know that it's Mars or not, we pay attention because we're like, whoa. Some the energy is different, like resonant but different all of the sudden. So this is what happens when Mars goes retrograde. He will be in Gemini until late March. So this is a really long time for Mars to be in what I call the trisexual sign, Gemini, which is try anything once, try anything multiple times, really, truly. Uh, a very ambidextrous, flexible Mars, but also an ADD, ADHD Mars, a very disoriented uh, ling not lingering long enough is the Gemini energy being like, I'm going to taste this and taste that and see if it feels good. Oh, I'm going to move over here. I'm going to date three people at once. And I'm going to then do like 18 things plus listen to the radio while I'm watching TV. So that's Gemini. And when Mars is there, he just activates all of the Gemini archetypal energies, which are all those things I said. Communication is going to be huge here. So we're going to talk about a lot about that. This whole fall has been a crash course in learning how to communicate more effectively, more clearly, more explicitly. And Mars and Gemini, especially because he will be squaring Neptune, the planet of illusions, throughout the fall and winter, is going to really test our ability to be explicit, to be clear, concise, honest, uh, to have integrity in our communication, and to really be like slowly moving through the fog that Neptune is going to set in for this very wily Mars very flexible but like jack of all trades master of none and a little bit of like i've got all the answers but not really but i think i do that's going to be some of the energy here and this is again affecting everybody this isn't just 
you know, if you're listening to this and thinking about a particular person, sure, they may be your Mars and Gemini manifest, but and also we're all dealing with this energy. All of us. We're all dealing with this. So in some area of our life, we're learning to be more honest, more directional, more intentional, and to really actually the medicine here is to choose a few things and do those few things very, very well. The first thing I would say for everyone is communication. And then the other two are like your passion projects or the things you really care about or your career or your partnership. Pick, you know, we'll talk about this in a second. We're going to talk about priorities, but priorities will be huge from October 31st, especially that right around that this week, going into March of 2023. If you stay focused, which I've talked about in prior episodes, if you stay focused, this can be a profoundly healing moment in terms of healing things that you perhaps have been a little flippant with. Wherever Gemini falls in your star chart is where you are a little bit, I don't want to say noncommittal, but a little bit experimental, aloof, loose, maybe wish-washy around or just going, jumping from one thing to another. So wherever that sign falls in your whole sign rising chart indicates where you have work in terms of lingering longer, like spending more time with it, being more decisive, directional about how you engage the Gemini house, you know? So if it's your first house, this is like getting really clear on what you need as a Gemini rising and, and really honing in on the boundaries around that and the three top three things that are important for you. If this, if you're a Sagittarius rising, for example, this is in your seventh house of intimate relationships. Can you be more like prioritized and clear and directional around your relationships and communicate that without being wishy-washy or like secretive? Because Gemini has a two-faced quality to it where it says one thing and thinks another thing. So we're all being asked to really face whatever we decide to be sort of two-faced about truly or to be a little bit like oh they don't need to know all that information or I can just keep this to myself and no one's going to notice and see it well guess what <laughs> we live in a matrix every single thought every single thing you think you're keeping secret it lives somewhere in the matrix and it manifests physically always you never get away with a lie. Even if it's a white lie, you never get away with it. It always manifests. It's already manifest. So I can go on a million tangents, which would very much be the energy of Mars retrograde in Gemini. But I want to just start with four useful things, four things, which is one more than I wanted it to be because I really want us to practice threes because that's a great Gemini number is threes. It is the third house of the Zodiac wheel after all. But let's talk about four things that we can do starting this week, October 31st on Monday, all the way until March of 2023 that will help us astronomically. It's going to help so much. The first thing we can do is take extra time to make decisions. So Mars retrograde is going to feel a lot like a Mercury retrograde. Why? Because Mars is in Gemini, which rules. Gemini rules Mercury, right? Mercury is like very tuned. It's it's he's in his domicile in Gemini. So whenever a planet enters Gemini, no matter which planet it is, it starts to answer to Mercury. So when Mars goes backwards in the sky, starting on Monday, he's kind of acting like a Mercury retrograde in the sense that all things Mercury ruled, electronics, your cars, your hands, 
your thoughts, you, you know, your communication, especially siblings, but anyone who is reminiscent of a sibling, whether that's chosen or, or blood, all of these things start to act haywire. Your, your daily commute also falls under this. Anything like your grocery store, your neighborhood, your neighbors. Oh my gosh, people are going to have so much drama with neighbors over this Mars in retrograde. So all of the Gemini ruled stuff starts to get really weird because Mars is like, he's backtracking in Gemini and he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing yet. This is not the moment for clarity, which is why we have to take extra time to make decisions. In fact, if I was being a really good, maybe overly strict astrologer, I would say that, you know, maybe not make any big decisions until February or March, really waiting that long before you make big life-changing decisions, especially if you are a Gemini or Virgo rising. Those are the two signs that are going to be really feeling this a lot, as well as Aries and Scorpio as well. Scorpio, whew, good luck. Good luck, homies. You'll make it. Okay. So taking extra time to make decisions, you're going to have like the thing that happens with Mars and Gemini retrograde is that there's a million thoughts. There's a million ideas there. It is hyper ADHD brain for everyone, whether you're diagnosed or not. You can be jumping around from topic to topic and not spending a ton of time reading the fine print, really thinking through the project. And you might open up a few avenues and then find yourself overwhelmed very quickly. So taking time to make decisions will help pretty much entirely with everything because before you decide to launch into a project you're taking your time to think about it so if, if you can't if you don't feel clarity and feeling clarity is like being like okay yes these are my priorities this project fits into my priorities or this relationship fits into my priorities and I do have the time and capacity for it I feel clear that it's aligned with my priorities okay I'm going to move forward with it but that's a, that's a whole process. I just made that sound very easy, but it's actually a whole somatic, existential, and psychic process that often takes a lot of sleep because we do a lot of powerful, a lot of powerful processing while we sleep at night. So making sure you're also getting enough sleep will be really helpful during this cycle. Mars moving backwards, he's the planet of drive, libido, uh, adrenaline. When he's moving backwards in the sky or appearing to... Our energy levels can be very low, or they could, there can be a sense where sleep is disrupted or, or there's a lot of thoughts, so you're constantly kind of spinning in your thoughts. You don't quite ever feel rested. Overthinking, analysis, paralysis, all of these things happen under Mars and Gemini, especially retrograde. It's not a huge, it's not an amazing time to try to push forward with all these things. That's why it's a really slow decision time. The energy to channel here is actually that of Taurus, the archetype of Taurus, which is like slow and steady. Can I feel the ground under my feet before I make the decision? And the ground is shaking a little bit because of other factors, namely Uranus, but just slowing down enough, slowing down so much that you're like, okay, cool. I just, I literally just got around a pothole that was in the ground. Like I slowed down. I wasn't you know, a classic example is texting while driving, which happens in LA all the time. Like I literally watch people with their head in their lap as I'm driving around the city. That's Mars and Gemini. And it's asking for like major repercussions during this period of time. It's like focus on one thing at a time. So I'm doing this thing where I'm like, I'm driving. I'm just driving. I'm not answering emails while I'm driving. 
you know, I tr- I'm trying not to even talk in the car because that feels, although talking to myself out loud, great, wonderful, really support that. But talking to another person on the phone mm, in the car, mm, not, not great, not great. Right now it's one thing at a time. Taurus, nice and slow. This is also true of like everything in our lives. So like I'm also limiting, oh, a big one. This isn't even part of my four list. Oh my gosh, here we go though. I'm adding a thing. There's a fifth thing. Um, I'll say it's number two. It's not number two, but it's number two now. Social media. Limiting social media. Limiting time on social media is such a good idea during Mars Retrograde in Gemini. Why? Well, I don't even want to bring up that Twitter is going to change dramatically during this time period, by the way. There's a very strong Gemini signature with Twitter, so the the company. So this is going to be really... Twitter is going to be more of a shit show than you could ever have imagined. But And also, all of the social media things, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff, is actually really not helpful during Mars in retrograde. Because... Mars and Mars slowing down is like is literally asking us in Gemini slow down on the social media. That's what it's it's direct. That's a very direct interpretation of the energy. Pull back. Slow down. What's important for you around your neighborhood? Like what's what about the in, what about the immediate physical things in your neighborhood? What about getting to know your neighbors? What about like spending time in the city you live in and really getting to know it in a very visceral embodied way? instead of being on the apps or whatever. So that's a very clear, beautiful thing to do. I'm already like, my intention is like, oop, I'm limiting that. I'm not going to do that all day. I'm not going to just open the app whenever. I'm going to like have a very, uh, having a very strong boundary and, and vessel for when you engage with social media during Mars retrograde. And Gemini is brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. I highly recommend. Okay, three. Three is very important. I've been talking about it basically all episode communication, talking it out when things get tense. I, I kind of want to put a caveat here. And because number one was take extra time to make decisions. If things get tense, pause. First, the first and foremost, you might get it. I, I really recommend like I've seen this in the shadow uh, period of Mars retrograde, which is the last month in uh, October. You have a text. I've received text messages where I'm like, oh, this person's like definitely I can feel because I'm a cancer rising. I'm like, I can feel that this person's really triggered or like trying to start a fight. And I've just like not answered for a while. And I give myself time until I'm like, how do I feel about approaching this response? You can also just say like, oh, I'll get back to you in a minute. I'm really busy, which gives you which literally gives you time. But I also just sometimes I'm like, I'm going to just wait. And I'm going to pause because I can, I can sense the tenseness and I'm going to pause, take extra time to figure out where I'm at and then respond. This is literally like, if you do this one thing for the next couple months until March, you'll look back and be like, "Mm, I dodged a lot of fires. I put out a lot of fires by not just immediately responding on social media, on my text messages, on my phone calls, in real life conversations slowing down. This is because mental health issues, which are ruled by Gemini, Gemini's ruling rules, mental health flare up for people because of Mars inflaming, literally inflaming thoughts. So thoughts will feel inflamed. It's also Scorpio season and Scorpio makes everything 10 times more intense than it needs to be because it's a very passionate sign. So everyone, because it's Scorpio season, everyone's archetypally passionate right now. And then their thoughts are inflamed. Like, come on now, just do the math. This is pretty intense. So talk therapy is really helpful here. 
and actually will be necessary for people to literally just talk through their anger, anxiety, insomnia, etc. Hopefully with someone who's a professional or someone that is not bearing. If it's a, you don't want to like mental diarrhea or verbal diarrhea onto people, especially if you're critiquing them. It's more of like, like get it off your chest with someone that you have a good consensual negotiation with. And then if, if it's around another person, approach them after you've taken time to get really clear about what you need. I sound like a broken record, but I've been talking about this the whole shadow grade. And it's very, now it's like game time. Because Mars is actually stationing retrograde on Monday, this is legit game time. No joke. Game time. So this is not a time to be like, oh, I'll do that later. I'm going to just respond right now and get really upset and have a a fight over text. Because you can't hear tone. You cannot hear tone. Literally, you cannot hear the tone of someone's voice in a text message. This is like, I really hope people hear this. (laughs) It is not a time to fight over text. It would be very much the shadow version of Mars in retrograde, but like, let's do the good thing. Let's do the like much more graceful thing. So talking it out, talking and being very explicit, journaling and meditation um, also can cool the fires. So if you have a regular writing practice, this is beautiful. Just double down on it. And for those of you who have thought about writing or thought about journaling, wow, wonderful time to start. Meditation is also wonderful for this. Even a walking meditation, walking in your neighborhood would be a very lovely version of Mars retrograde in Gemini. Being in your neighborhood and doing the thing where you just witness what's happening in your neighborhood. So like, look at the street signs, look at the trees, look at the people that are coming in and out, just be really present. And it'll help soothe the fires of that mental aggravation that is this transit. Third thing is to play nice with others. So it's kind of goes back into what I was just saying. So this is the fourth thing, I guess. Arguments with peers, coworkers, neighbors, relatives, close in age can get ugly with Mars reversing through Gemini. Okay. So you have to do your best to play nice and avoid gossip at all costs. The Kabbalists in the, at the Kabbalah Center here in Los Angeles talk a lot about evil speech. And I love all of the writings and all of the meditations over evil speech because once you really look at it as evil speech, because in, in Western culture, like in, in, you know, pop culture, we call it gossip. Like, oh my God, the goss. Like, what's the goss, you know? Evil speech, though, like... As a, as a phrase, creates this level of intensity that's like hardcore, very Scorpio, and I love it. It's like evil in speech, you know what I mean? Evil F in speech, right? Just let that hit you for a moment. So the idea is that even if we think it's completely banal or, oh, this person's not going to hear that I was talking shit on them or whatever, it doesn't really matter. The idea that the Kabbalists put forth is that like evil speech is evil. And it, what it does is it turns the evil eye on you. So anything you say about anyone else, even if it's a little tiny itty bitty thing, comes back and really it, 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 it breaks your spirit down, literally attacks your spirit. So it's like a great thing to ask yourself this fall is like, do I need to attack my own spirit or do I want to build my spirit up? The square to Neptune is going to make a lot of people feel like victims. That's what happens when Neptune squares a planet like Mars. It creates an overall fog where people get confused and go, oh, poor me, why me? And some of the big warrior questions, like the question that a warrior would ask themselves during this period is like, am I building myself up? Am I engaging in behavior and engaging in dedicated dynamics and dedicated routines that build me up? Gossip is not one of them. Evil speech is not one of them. It literally doesn't do anything but 
but decay and destroy. It's hard to do in this society because gossip is kind of built into human social dynamics. People like to talk about other people to figure them out. Sure. It's really tough. I mean, the Kabbalists are pretty hardcore about it. They're just like, do not talk about other people. Like, I mean, you can discuss like if it's a, a, a very like rational, logical question of like, what time do they get home? Like that. But they're like, don't talk about the qualitative good or bad about a person. That's like literally evil speech for them. So that's pretty hardcore for us. And I think it's hard to extract yourself from that in, in popular culture. But I really ask myself, and I practice it all the time because I've gone into the work around evil speech. I ask myself, like, is this necessary to say? Does this like actually like, what does this build? Like, is there something else I can talk about? Does this create closeness between me and like humanity? If I'm trying to like break this person down or say something about this person that makes me feel better, maybe I'm not sure, you know, and you can ask more inquisitive questions like to yourself first, which is like, okay, I'm having these feelings about this person. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's envy. Maybe it's frustration, agitation, dislike, contempt even, but like, why? Why am I feeling those things? Instead of just going into the gossip is so easy. It's so easy. That's just the easy road. What Mars does when he goes retrograde, any planet, when they go retrograde, they actually, they appear to move closer to the earth. So this is the beauty. Vedic astrology gets really deep into this. When a planet goes stations retrograde, they come close to the earth in their orbit. And what does that mean? Mars is closer to us now. He's literally coming closer to us and he's saying, I'm giving, even though I'm confused because I'm going backwards and Neptune is beaming at me, I'm getting closer to the earth so I can be with you and show you a different way of doing with your thoughts. I'm going to show you a different way of thinking and a different way of speaking, which includes his, his proximity to us can help mobilize people out of bad habits with speech and thought. That's like the, that's distilled right there. I just distilled it for you. So imagine him close to you. He's like a warrior that's coming in and is like, look, I want you to think differently about your life. So wherever the Gemini house is in your chart is a good indicator of where you're being asked. The Mars is coming in very close and he's saying like, let's rethink this whole thing. Let's redo this. Let's not, let's let go. Mars cuts, he's a sword. So it's cutting, cutting the, the fat of the unnecessary gossip, unnecessary evil speech, unnecessary self thought and self dialogue. All of that has the potential because he's so close to us now to actually fall away by March. And I want that for everybody, truly. As, a, as like someone who loves humanity, I want that for everybody. So these are the ways to play with Mars. We got a, we got a tango with him. And he's real amphibious right now, okay? <laughs> he's androgynous. He's amphibious. He's a trisexual. Like, we've got to try, we've got to be flexible with this Mars and, and really try things. Try things out. Try different forms of meditation, writing, poetry, communication, etc. But be really flexible. The final thing that I have in a piece of advice for is break a sweat. Number five, break a sweat. So working out or getting your blood pressure up during this period of time is going to help um, immensely because when Mars go, goes retrograde, he, it's basically this feeling of like sexual um, frustration. And, and I use the word sexual, but I just mean like libidinal or energetic frustration. It doesn't have to be specifically sexual, but there is that feeling of like, you got to work it out. You got to work the like pent up energy out. So you know, finding a buddy 
which is really great because Gemini rules the twins. So if you can find a workout buddy, that's literally you and another person. That's super Gemini. Okay. A workout buddy or doing a sport like tennis that involves two people. That's also Gemini. Love it. That can help you keep motivated and help you to like, when you're working out really hard, you don't have a lot of bandwidth to think, to overthink things. So it's a really good time to get out of your head. So I really recommend a sport of some kind or just a workout situation that potentially involves a buddy. So that's a big one. I really, really recommend. And I'm going to take it day by day now. We're going to talk about Monday, Halloween. I, mm, yeah, I've got feelings about Halloween. Sawween. I don't really celebrate. I'm Jewish. There's reasons why Jews don't celebrate Halloween. And also I find it to be like a legit chaos day. Plus I'm a magician every day. I don't need one day to like go nuts and go out and be a magician. Like I'm that every day. So anyway, that's my shade on Halloween. The reason I'm extra shady about Halloween today is that it is one of the most challenging Halloween charts I've looked at. Honestly, it's the most intense chart Halloween chart I've ever looked at in my career. That doesn't mean it's not, there's not going to be more intense Halloweens, but this Halloween is the, it's, it takes the cake. We have, I mean, we have some nice things happening, but for the most part, Mars stationing in almost a direct square to Neptune and Pisces means that people are probably going to over imbibe. And I'm talking like the 29th, 30th and the 31st. I was out actually in Hollywood on the 29th. Um, which was a Saturday. Nope. Friday. I was out on Friday night in Hollywood, very late midnight one. And you know, it's like, I was like, I'm not going to go out in Halloween. It's crazy. And then there I was funny, but, um, uh, not taking my own advice. I saw a lot of like over inebriation, kind of like chaos magic, but like completely unconscious chaos magic. Like people were acting wild. It was, I mean, Halloween, Hollywood, Hollywood is wild as it is. And then Halloween, Hollywood, that's a mouthful is extra wild. So it's not really a great time. Like if you think you might want to go out Monday night, I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't like this whole weekend's energy in terms of safety, physical safety, overindulging. Um, and then of course, because Mars rules accidents and Gemini rules cars, there's just a great, there's unfortunately a really high degree of potential accidents happening. The only thing that I see during Halloween that I love and it's the, it's the sort of positive side of this manifestation is that you could really be, the, the veil is so thin during Samhain, that's the whole deal, is that the veil between worlds is so thin. You may be able to contact spirits that have previously passed from this plane. So if you really want to have dialogue with, let's say, your mother who passed or your you know relative who passed or even a pet who passed, this is a wonderful time to really be like, I'm going to talk to you, like, hear me out, pray, like pray to that person, talk to your spirit guides, talk to your relatives who've passed any kind of like death work that is like very honoring of death. And the process of death is so beautiful during this period of time, but overindulging in any kind of psychedelics is a not, not recommended during this period of time, precisely because Mars is retrograde and is acting a fool stationing, not even retrograde stationing, which means he's pivoting. And the pivot is the most intense moment of his transit. So the intensity is ratcheted up, which means that there's just a lot of volatility in the air. Also not a really great Monday is not a great time to be like, I'm going to tell this person how I feel, or I'm going to have this really big conversation with this person. That's super important. Mm, no, (laughs) 
Not really for a while, actually. It's funny because we just got out of a Mercury retrograde in um, Virgo and Libra, and now I feel like we're actually kind of entering a sort of prolapsed, prolonged... Yeah, I use the word prolapsed. Mm-hmm. Mercury, it's a Mars retrograde, but it's going to feel like a longer Mercury retrograde. So if electronics act up, if cars act up, if your hands act up, uh, if your thoughts and and your um, speech act up, this is all this period of time until really solidly a few months into 2023. So just be extra careful about all of those things. Take it slow. Take Halloween slow. That would be my recommendation. It's not a day to try to do a bunch of things. Uh, it's a day to be very careful driving and being very careful in your neighborhood and also being ca- very careful about what you say on Monday. Tuesday doesn't get less intense. The moon in Aquarius will square the nodes and shoot into the Leo house of your chart. So if you know where Leo is, there's going to be thoughts and feelings about that Leo house, which all the Leos are going to be feeling really intense this day. I have Leo in my first house, so I'm going to be feeling, I'm just like, mm, Tuesday, this is going to be fun. Um, it can still be very creative. Leo rules the arts. So there is possibility for like getting geared into a creative project or getting geared into some sort of creative passion. So that's kind of nice, but there's still this like really, it's going to activate the Saturn Uranus square and it's going to just feel like, Ooh, these are the lessons I'm learning in my life right now. This is the new stuff that's coming in. You can listen a few episodes back to my episode on the Saturn Uranus square, just where you need to make adjustments. And this is this moment in November is like, look, this is the final, this is the final stage. You got to make the changes in your life that you've been kind of like, "Mm, I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. And also take it slow with everything about talking, speaking and signing contracts. Okay, Wednesday, we do have the moon finally moving into Pisces, and that's going to give us a little bit more of respite, especially because Jupiter just moved back into Pisces. Yay! All the Pisces are feeling the love right now. It's going to be more optimistic by Wednesday and Thursday, and actually I recommend Wednesday and Thursday just taking, like, doing some self-care because that Halloween day and Tuesday, so Monday and Tuesday, Halloween, and the, the following day may f- will probably feel more challenging for the collective in general, and then by the time this, the moon moves into Pisces, it's like, can you take a breather? I know it's midweek, so it's kind of weird for people, but really just doing something that's very self-care oriented, very self-love oriented, fill your cup up, fill it up with water. Okay, and then um, the weekend, so Thursday moons in Pisces, okay. Then the weekend we've got, I'm assuming, moons moving into Aries by Friday. Let's take a peek. Yeah, the weekend is psychedelic and dreamy and strange. Um, Not super clear. It gets a little bit more clear by Saturday, but Friday is quite psychedelic. Uh, But but better, like I like it. We're still ramping up to a full moon lunar eclipse, so things are going to feel intense. Taking it really, really slow during this period of time not jumping to any conclusions. And also, if you have grandiose ideas, especially right around Friday, let them simmer. Let them simmer. Not a time to be reactive over um, really exciting new things that come into your life because this is super volatile energy. No joke, until um, well into December. And then literally by Sunday, we are hitting that 6th of November, which gets us two days away from the full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. This is just really ramping up. I want you to all imagine that we are on a roller coaster and it is clicking up, 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 and we will shoot down that roller coaster on November 8th. But the clicking and every day that gets closer to the 8th is going to feel more and more intense. Now, am I saying qualitatively good or bad? No, I want to be clear. 
this is not a, a bad roller coaster ride, but it is a roller coaster ride that certainly promises long-term ramifications and long-term changes in our lives. So if we know that, then we know, okay, a lot of change is happening. What do I do? You know? All right, folks. So that is the week ahead. Good luck. Take things very slow. Drink lots of water, deep breaths. Gemini rules the lungs and the, you know, getting things out of the lungs in and out. So deep breaths this week will be really helpful, especially if you feel tension in communication with others big time or tension with your electronics, your neighborhood, neighborhood, neighbors, siblings, etc. All the little mundane things of life, deep breathing as we head into that November 8th full moon lunar eclipse. It's going to be a big change point for all of us. It is also election day in the U.S. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. Until then, please rate, review, uh, reach out to me for a reading. There is a link tree in my show notes. Please reach out. Love it. It helps support me in the practice. If you love this podcast, I love you guys. You rule. And I will see you next week on the World of Rex. Until then, bye.